gotta cry, cry And let her, let her, let her, let her, let it go This feeling, feeling, feeling inside, side, inside, side Yo, sometimes I just gotta, gotta, gotta cry, cry And let her, let her, let her, let her, let it go This feeling, feeling, feeling inside, side Welcome to Be Simply. This is She, and I want to give thanks to each and every one of you connecting in this moment. We are connecting to the next, as I refer to the next that we will all do when we take transit and leave this physical body. And as I've mentioned in the past, the reason I'm inspired to do these segments is twofold. One, to assist others that might be grieving and be left behind and helping them make peace with those that have moved on. In addition to bring awareness and ease of conversation around the subject of death and allow us to open up the pathways of understanding what that is and approaching it with more of a sense of maybe not knowing exactly what's going to happen but a sense of wanting to be in your highest and best when you make transit which is really important. So tonight we're going to start out with a little uh, acknowledging any grief, any residual grief that we might have in our entire being that hasn't been released. And it's important to not constrain energy. So if there's times and places that we need to release energy and let it go, uh, it's okay to cry. And we're going to listen to this song that was written by someone near and dear to my heart, Apple the App of the Black Eyed Peas. This is from his solo compilation that he gifted away several years back, and it's called I Cry. And this is his ode to his brother uh, that left before his time. And that crying is so important, as I've shared with him, and I've had it shared with me uh, by some of the elders and teachers I work with, sometimes we have to cry and it's okay and remembering that those tears are cleansing the salt in them is a purifier and a cleanser and it allows us just to release those fields that no longer serve or are ready to be released so we don't have to stay in that for a long period of time but we can have a good cry and then move on or we can feel it and then we can decide do we want to meet it with uh, cry, or do we want to meet it with stillness, or do we want to meet it with another emotion? It's our choice how we want to show up in every moment. So we'll start there. As you listen to this segment, maybe allow yourself to connect to and give yourself permission to connect to anyone that isn't here anymore, that you miss, that you love, and allow yourself in this moment just to express gratitude and anything that you might wish that you coulda, woulda, shoulda done, and knowing that it's okay, but also to just visit it and see what happens, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the grief, and then we'll talk about uh, the importance of preparing yourself for death as it relates to your own grief of letting go of this lifetime as you move into the next. Feeling, feeling, feeling inside, side, 
I'm feeling sad and blue and I just got to cry and it's a beautiful words of wisdom from Apple the app and if we take that time to acknowledge uh, a loss or our grief it's really helpful if we keep those emotions bottled up and sometimes they're scary because sometimes that love for someone can be so intense whether it's an actual physical death or a metaphorical death that we're afraid to go into those emotions because we're afraid they'll take us into a dark place. 
However, the more that we get comfortable with the aspect that we're going through these cycles all the time here on this earth system that our plant kingdom is always regenerating and that our animal kingdom is always regenerating and that us as a human species, guess what, we're regenerating too. Uh, uh, Jonathan um, Miller shared a really uh, beautiful phrase how uh, the shamans from Ecuador will refer that we're always going through these deaths, we're always dying, we're always coming back to life, we're always going through that resurrection. So if you think about that and allow yourself to be in this flow of letting go, rising back up, finding your center, it'll be much more effortless and there isn't as much clinging and attachment. So one, for grief, allowing that process to take the time it needs and if you know that there's been times in your life that you've closed those pockets down and you haven't wanted to address them, allow yourself the next time you feel the emotion authentically come up to really confront it and say, I'm ready to make peace, I'm ready to know the truth about this situation so I can move forward. And if you don't have someone in your life, especially if they left unexpectedly or too soon in your mind, um, it's okay to miss them and long for them and really wish that you could see them again. And just by connecting with them and giving thanks, allow yourself to see what might happen uh, as far as that peace-making process with yourself. So one, allow it to unfold. And number two, let go of any regret that you might have. And sometimes people are saying, gosh, I wish it would have been nicer. I wish it would have been uh, more present or I would have seen him or her more often. Why was that the last thing I said to them? It's really important just to let go of that regret and address it the best way you can. But once you've told the story a couple times, there's nothing more to really say about that other than to know that that's exactly how it was supposed to be. And one, to acknowledge yourself that maybe you're going to be more present. Let's say that you really want to make sure that you're present with everyone and that every time you walk out that door that you leave the room the way you really want to be remembered or you want them to remember you or vice versa. So for instance, if you have kids, make sure that every time you leave, you're present with them and you tell them you love them. And the same if you have a partner, do the same thing. Have that presence. So that way, if that's the, the last moment, you'll have that treasure of a memory. And if you didn't do that in the past and something happened where maybe someone passed and there wasn't a very happy last moment or it was just more in the mundane or you feel bad that you weren't present, know that that was just as it's supposed to be. And if it's really gnawing at you, understand that that was a teaching and for you to acknowledge that, wow, I'm going to make sure that I am present from now on and do my best in every moment. And don't overdo it. Don't beat yourself up if every time you walked out the door you didn't do it perfect. Find a natural space with it. Increase your practice of presence and let go. Forgive and let go. Number three, celebrate the good memories. When they come up, have that smile. Tend to think of this person that you miss in the in their best and highest form, not with sadness all the time, not with grief, not with anger, whatever it might be. Hold them in their highest and best, the things that you love about them. And the reason for this is imagine 
even if you're not physically past, you're still in body, and that, but that person has left your life, if you're always holding these negative thoughts towards them, you're impeding their future. So one, just let it go. Move on. And the same thing applies if you've passed on, the, the inner being, the soul, continues on. So why do you want to send them these thoughts of sadness, grief, send them reminders of their positive traits because whether you uh, believe in reincarnation or you believe in a final resting place, wouldn't you like, no matter where they are, that they're getting this this feed from you saying, oh, you were so amazing when you did this. So if we go with the final resting place that you go to the almighty uh, kingdom, quote-unquote, in heaven, that if they're there resting, do you think they really want this infeed, the static of your sadness? And Because then they can't enjoy that, that divine place, right? Because then they're feeling this infeed, like, wow, this person's still suffering, or this person's still angry, or this person's still mad. And there's that interrupt. And if you um, understand and have studied reincarnation, that person's going on, so if you are supporting them with the vision of all their positive traits, those traits can continue to refine, actualize, and serve in their next incarnation, no matter where they are. And that's more beneficial than thinking grief and sadness and be like, oh, wow, what an amazing teacher you were, or wow, you were an amazing partner, you were an amazing photographer, you were an amazing sister, you were an amazing brother, whatever it might be, hold that vision and hold what their best traits were when you go to the, the memories. This will help them and you in the grief process and is a great way to be of assistance. So right now, what I'd love for you to do is we're going to connect to uh, anyone and everyone that you have lost. You don't have to do everyone. Um, <laughs> but if you want to, you can. And what you're going to do is just connect with them and send them good thoughts of what an amazing person they are, what their amazing traits are that you love and you adore about them, and just do that or express gratitude, one or the other, or both, and we're going to play a longevity prayer, and as you hear this longevity prayer, just welcome it in for yourself, that you have a long, healthy life, that you also are welcoming in that this these beings or or just one person, whoever you're connecting to, has the wisdom and the opportunity to either be in that divine place that you're imagining in your mind's eye or that next incarnation that they're having this long life and allowing that energy field to connect to them and see what happens when you do that. And then welcome in that longevity prayer for yourself. So as you do this, just follow the breath. This is a short segment. And when we come back, we're going to connect to how we can prepare ourselves to be uh, excited for our transition and how we can prepare for that mindfully each and every day.
awareness back to here as we connect a little bit deeper to what we're grateful for about these beautiful beings that have crossed our paths. So as I mentioned earlier, grief is is a byproduct of death, and we're all going to feel that absence when something leaves. A friend of mine is a Tonka painter, and when uh, in the moments where I've traveled with him and a Tonka painting has left to go be in a home or a museum or whatever, you can feel the absence because these paintings are painted with love and prayer with each stroke, so there's just high energy field, and it's almost as if someone left. And so the same thing, well, it's not the same exact thing, but the same thing happens when we lose someone is there's a void, there's someone missing, and if we don't have the ability to take time to adjust to that missing, sometimes we compartmentalize those emotions and they can erupt. So as mentioned earlier, allow yourself the time to grieve. Allow it to be an organic, slow process. If you're in trauma, if you're in a state where you, you feel you need support, please reach out. You can reach out to myself. There are many support networks. But really make sure that you're in a safe place if you feel that you're too vulnerable or you're on a most certain edge. Once you get out of that trauma period, allow the grief to unfold when it naturally wants to. And you might really at first try to make life go back to its normalcy and put it away for a while. And that's okay. And then it'll want to come out. So you can use some of these practices we've talked about so far which are, one, to allow it to unfold, let go of any regret, celebrate the good memories, and then also take that time to remind yourself of all the things you loved about them, their good traits, and pump their soul field up with that. And it's such a great gift to do that, and it's really honorable in uh, Eastern traditions, Buddhist and Taoist and Zen traditions, to think highly of another person because you're sending an energy field to them to support their field versus something that will uh, harm them or harm you. So this next aspect of death, the next, is one to, as I've mentioned in the past, if inspired, to take some time to contemplate your death, to contemplate where you're going to go next and allow yourself to go there. In addition, you might notice some grief, some attachment that rises up when you go there. Oh, I'm not ready for this to be done. I'm not, oh, I don't want to leave them. You might have emotion. The more peace that you can make with that, the better. And when I work with people that are terminally ill, meaning we're all terminally ill, but they're seeing their gateway, the portal to the next coming up closely, They do a lot of reconciling because they have that opportunity, this grace period to really prepare because it's really right on the forefront. And they might cling to life too at the same time. So allow yourself to contemplate that and what the next feels like, where you'd want to go, what you would like to imagine. And again, this is going to go to your belief system, your theological belief system. But I guarantee you if you start to imagine and contemplate and think, It'll allow yourself to go in different directions. I work with people with all different belief systems, and um, typically, as they get closer to their death, they really want to prepare for all options. So I really encourage you to think about all options being one that you're going to a final resting place or 
you're going to be reincarnated as something and what would that be so those are two good pathways to explore and see what happens in addition really acknowledge that grief that might come up uh, when someone leaves their body and looks down and sees themselves uh, there and their life has passed there's a natural grief that occurs it's quite uh, large and um, there's a freedom but there's also just a moment of whoa this just happened uh, allow yourself to just contemplate what you'd be grieving over one to allow yourself to somewhat prepare it's almost if you were a EMT or a lifeguard or someone that's uh, in a rescue position if you prepare yourself a little bit for the set and setting then when you get there you can react in a way that feels really mindful so let's say that you prepare to leave your body and you might say, okay, what I would really like to do is go and just say thank you to the people I love and maybe acknowledging them and imagine what that might feel like. And maybe you'd like to give gratitude for your life in this incarnation and be grateful and make peace with anything before you move on to this in-between state. In, in Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, we call it the bardo. Um, and I say we because I spent many lifetimes in India and Tibet, uh, that middle ground is where you're uh, going to uh, kind of figure some things out. So when you're in that middle place, you really want to be clear. You don't want to be distracted. You want to be, be like right on target with where you, you're going and really focused and not uh, triggered. So if on a daily basis you can find the space and time to contemplate what that's going to be like and not you don't have to over fixate it you don't have to make it get you depressed uh, and do this when you're feeling well if you're having a little turbulence in your life depression different things like that get well first before you take up this practice but allow yourself to contemplate it so you can feel easy about it and comfortable it'll not only make you more comfortable with other people passing you will see where you have clinging, where you might want to do some inner work, and you'll be prepared for your transit. And also you'll be more open to have the signs and signals to know when that time is coming up. Ever since I was a little girl, I think I've shared this in a few segments, I have wanted to connect uh, to that passage, to know when it's going to happen, to be prepared, to be in that mode, so that it's not you're not caught off guard and I can let you know from my own experiences you definitely have a signal before and if you listen and are willing it can be really a beautiful experience and fully uh, a present experience of non-attachment so now what we're going to do is we're going to exit out tonight with a little freedom uh, he does this amazing music that's so uh, cosmic and earthbound, indigenous tribe to the universe. And this is called Jesus Dances, since I'm melding these worlds and asking people to cross belief systems and open up their mind to something maybe that's not even contextualized on this planet. Uh, we can have some fun and celebration with, free, with, Je with freedom, singing Jesus Dances. And as we exit out, if you can take some time to feel the liberation, the freedom, the expanse that you might so possibly experience when you take that final transit. And if you can connect with that, you might start to understand and be able to release any grief of anyone that you've missed and are no longer with. So 
Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a big smile, bright eyes, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
call it lover, some people call it friends. Seem like good friends are so hard to find. When you lend someone your hand, do they steal you blind? Lord, I know that some people will never see the light until the well runs dry. Until the light is shines through every child's eye. And I like it like this. I like it like this. I like it. When the war is over, I like it like this. I like it like this. I like it. When the war is over, I like it like this. I like it like this. I like it. When the war is over, I like it like this. 